Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a survivor podcast. This is your favorite podcast host coming back at you. Caleb joined as always by Alex after another great episode of Survivor Season 43. This is our instant recap reaction. We're here to give you the hot takes. At least that is our all of Alex's takes because he is always terrible with his uh, He's always hot. That is one way to take it. Uh, Alex, how are you doing tonight? I'm feeling hot, man. <laughs> I feel great, man. Um, my voice is a little shot. Uh, I was at a watch party tonight. Um, you know, we, we mentioned last week, both of us were down here in Austin at a watch party. Uh, you could not make it down this week. You know, you live in Dallas. It's, it's a long trip. Makes sense. Uh, I did go. I went, I went solo tonight. And uh, it was a great time. Uh, it was a really fun episode to watch live with other Survivor fans. Uh, shout out to my boys, uh, Dez. Uh, we got Danny, Eric, and Zach. Uh, big fans, big Survivor fans, great guys. So uh, excited that you guys are listening to the podcast now. Are you are making friends without me? Absolutely. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Dez, I don't know who you are, but I will fight you over my uh, monopoly of Alex's time. You know, I live, I live rent free in your head already. I don't need people taking up your time. Is this what it feels like for people to kind of fight over you? Like, uh, I mean, it, it would be a fight if they had a chance of winning, but they don't. Cause I always win. I don't know. I'm big fans of them. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> had a super fun time tonight. Um, and, and so excited to talk through the podcast tonight. Caleb's going to take the lead tonight because, because um, I, I am, you know, the best podcast host on this podcast. You know, Caleb, sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're like talking to a little kid and they're like, I'm the best ever. And you just go, yeah, uh, that's how I feel with you sometimes. I'm like, yeah, Caleb, you are the best. Good for you. Well, I'll, I'll, I, all I heard was you are the best and I didn't hear anything after that. So thanks, Good. Alex. You're welcome, man. Anytime. Well, we, we are here. Alex, I can never remember what episode we're on. What is this? Episode seven, eight, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> like three episodes ago, I was saying it was episode nine. We're on episode <laughs> nine now. So I was just, you know, we're on episode nine, instant recap and reaction. Uh, we're not going to go through every single moment or beat of the episode, but we are going to hit a lot of the highlights, give our general thoughts uh, and end with our outwit, outplay and outlast players and moments of the week. But to kick things off, Alex, I have a very important question for you that was really, really highlighted in this episode. Do you remember when, when, when we were kids, like kids from the 90s, the book series Animorphs? Yes. Right, where, where kids turned into animals. Yes. Well, on this season, we have Cassidy the Fox yep. and the Alligator. What yep. what that's their animorphs? What what would your animal be that you would oh, turn into? That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna go with. I okay. So so let me throw this back on you. I think you should choose my animal, and I'll choose your animal. How about that? No, no. I've I've already thought about my animal, so that I, doesn't I, matter. I don't want to try any harder. I've already figured it out. <laughs> All right, so, then what's your animal, man? I'm a I'm a wolf, obviously. <laughs> For some context for people, I am um, made busted Alex up laughing. Alex has been the filmer of my Survivor audition videos for a couple years now. Not the, not the last two years, though, because he lives in stupid Austin. Uh, but one time I started to like, say, like, I was trying to, like, off the cuff, like, give a metaphor. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm a wolf. And just like. D- didn't have anything going I was, I was behind the camera and just immediately <laughs> looked at him like what the hell did you just say <laughs> so but I'm, I'm i'm a wolf alex obviously okay. for that yeah. moment only but because you know i run with the pack i'm loyal i yeah. you know i'm kind of a night owl you know uh and, yeah you know i'm and, gonna and, i'm i'm gonna go with the deer that's cool a, a wolf will eat a deer but that's fine. a buck how about that that no no you've already you've a already buck. chose you've already chosen deer you know quiet stealthy may run out into traffic if you're not thinking you know <laughs> it's you know it, unpredictable if you will okay, this this question took a turn um i'm gonna i regret asking it uh but i brought up the question alex because 
Uh, I, I loved seeing the moment with Gabler tonight, like whether it's true or not, it's true in his mind of him being like, oh, people are coming to me now. I've played this perfectly. I am the alligator. I, I wish that that's what he would have said to the camera. Maybe he did and they just didn't show it. But I like to think in my head canon, he said, I'm the alligator. People are coming to me now. So, um, but but that was an interesting moment in the episode for me. And then, you know, right, Cassidy in her preseason press described herself as the fox. And so, or was like a fox. So, you know, the animal metaphors all around. All around. But yeah, Alex, what what are your general thoughts on this episode? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel great, man. It's uh, you know, I, I think as as we approach this episode, kind of hitting the halfway point. Obviously, I've been rooting for Owen the whole time. We've talked about that since preseason. Uh, why we're rooting for him, but also Cassidy as well. So it was interesting to see those two players that I'm I'm kind of rooting for really heavy. I love Jesse. I love Carlo as well. Uh, I actually really like a lot of this cast, but. Um, for for those two in particular, they're the ones on the chopping blocks, and I I had a a gut feeling that both of them were going home tonight. It just it made sense looking at the tribe breakdown, and then for it to like the deliberation to kind of go that way as well. So much could go wrong, and it's like these two are going home tonight, and I'm so devastated already about it. For both of them to make it through the vote out, it blew my mind. Now, am I sad that James is going? Absolutely. Am I sad Ryan's going? Yeah, but um. For, for those who in particular, just being kind of my top two this season uh, to make it through. Obviously, I'm a big fan of this episode at that point. So, but I thought it was fun. It was a good challenge. It was kind of a, a classic challenge, if you will. I still don't love the two tribes of five. And there's just, it's, if it, I, I don't love, it. but I'm, I'm happy the way it worked out. I thought, and I'm sure we'll get into this, the, the advantages played, especially Noel uh beautifully executed i mean fooled me so um but we'll get into that later i'm sure uh we'll definitely get into that i'm interested as why it fooled you because well because she it was setting up that she was going to turn on owen like multiple scenes and then all of a sudden then she flipped and was like oh no i'm actually gonna use this against james and then that made sense but leading up to that point i thought she was flipping on owen See, I, I the reason my questioning of you is because during the episode you texted me like seemingly like you were shocked that she played it like she played the advantage on Owen. And I was like, that was that was the plan, Alex. That's what Noel said she was going to do. Right. But like she told James she was going to do that in order to vote Owen out. Right. And then she told Owen that that's what they were doing. Like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh yeah she told owen the plan the entire time i missed that then so i was <laughs> floored when i saw that i was like whoa she's like kind of double crossing everybody and she's she's playing that so that way james doesn't play any idol or advantage right you know right. but now like what's what's gonna happen so yeah, yeah dude that was that was the plan from the get-go when, when you're at a watch party hey, you miss pay attention to the episode alex uh but regardless i actually really liked the overall episode i have to hand it to it two episodes in a row i have loved the editing of it uh whenever you have two tribal councils it's always hard to kind of like we didn't see a lot of camp life like we were we were at it was 703 and we were at the challenge and i was like oh man we are we're already here so there was a lot to fit in and honestly i thought that we were just getting a lot of filler it seemed kind of obvious that both Cassidy and Owen were going home. I started to think, hey, one of these is probably going home. Like they're, they're kind of like shoving it into our face too much that both are going home. So I definitely thought, okay, one of them is going home. When Owen did not go home, I thought for sure that Cassidy was going home, especially about the comment from Cody and Jesse being like, hey, if James goes home, maybe we double down and just like weaken Carla even more and we take out Cassidy. So I was floored that Cassidy survived uh, that vote. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But just being kind of like, it's been a while since I have been blindsided by an episode in the way that this episode did, which was very refreshing. And as far as much grief we have given, you know, the editing production uh, at times throughout the last couple of seasons, I said the same phrase last week. I hands down awesome episode 
just from like that. I genuinely thought that one of Owen or Cassie were for sure going home based off of me trying to read too much into the edit and neither of them then. Wow. I, I, that was a fun episode to watch. It definitely, it definitely helps that I am been cheering for Owen. I've been, you know, I said last week that, Hey, Cassidy may be on the rise in terms of chances to win the game and watching them kind of like save. Ah, it, it was just a fun episode for, for me it was good. in particular. Well, and, and what happens too is, is what I'm really excited about post these two tribal councils is now the norm of the tribe is now completely busted open. Yeah. Like where it was this really core central Carla, James, kind of Cassidy in there, a few others coming in there. Now for Carla to vote out James, kind of seemingly some of the, the two of the tightest in the game at this point to yeah. vote her, him out, not playing idol on him. What does that mean for Carla now? Is she going to go with Jesse and, and Cody? Is she going to go with Sammy and, and Owen? And what, like, where is she going as this power player this season, having just cut her one of her closest people? Um, and, and I think it's exciting to watch. I'm excited for next week to figure out how does this all shake out and, and who's going to get the short end of the stick next week. Yeah, seemingly James has been kind of that um, person in charge, at least like seemingly based on what we've seen in the edits with Carla kind of being what has appeared to be like a right-hand man. Uh, but honestly, I've always thought that Cassidy and Carla have seemed closer, especially based on what happened in the uh, Coco tribe at their tribal council, That the two that we saw. But what I will be interested to see is like, does the power shift to Carla? Because like we have been seeing from as the audience that Carla is really in, it has been in charge. People are coming to her. Like we see Sammy this episode come yep. to her and it's like, I want to vote out James, but I'm not going to vote out James unless Carla's also okay with voting out James, which like brilliant move by Sammy. Like that is the thing to do. Like if you, you've decided that Carla is your ticket to getting farther in the game do not mess that up with her like you know that james going home is better for your game but it's not better for your game if carla is blindsided yep. uh, so like great play by sammy what's interesting like well like i wasn't talking about this later but we're going to talk about it now because we're on the topic should carla have saved james like she had an idol to play like she she could have made that move of like I don't like this or, or put her foot down with Sammy and said, Sammy, no, I, I I'm not okay with this. Yep. I, I think what it tells me is um, my perception as a viewer is maybe not the full picture, which, yeah. which makes sense as I say it. But you know, if, if you were to tell me, Hey, as someone who's seen every season of survivor multiple times, you're watching this season, should Carla save James with this secret idol? I would say absolutely. Like it, it makes sense for her to do that. Save him, keep him, take out a threat who's trying to get him out. Now you guys can move as a unit closer. Uh, I so the fact that she didn't, and not only that she didn't just you know vote with James and not play the idol or something like that, but the fact that she voted him out with the rest of the group of of four, I guess who voted for him, that tells me there's something more there. That she thinks there is a closer alliance, a closer relationship somewhere outside of James that can get her further in the game. Or that this move is a winning move if she ends up in the final three. Hmm. So I absolutely respect it. It is not what I thought would happen. And yeah. so I'm excited to see if that risky play of cutting your closest ally at the final nine is going to um, elicit something really positive for her moving forward because it has the potential not to. Yeah. You know, I actually think that this was the right call for her not to play that idol, not to kind of force Sammy's hand in many ways we we've talked about it before, you know, the, if she had said, Hey, no, Sammy, we cannot vote him out. Like I'm not okay with this final 10 final nine. That's a little strong to play uh, going into what is potentially going to be an even more epic vote uh kind of in in a couple weeks and so like at, at that final eight left 
that would have been a really strong stance to take when there's still a lot of game to be played. If it's final seven and your ally is, is on the chopping block, hey, yeah, maybe I do play that idol there. Uh, not only is it a potential resume booster, but she probably needs that idol going in. Right? We've already talked about it. it is a secret. Plus, we also have the reality. We, we acknowledge this early. She did earlier in the season uh, that James had that knowledge is power. And we had that moment with her earlier where she said, maybe I do need James gone because I, I do, he could find out that I have an idol and I don't want that. And so her taking that option off the table, James can no longer make a move because she cannot, uh, he can't, he's not, not around to do so. Now, if Cassidy would have gone home too, I think I'd be saying a whole different story. The fact that she still has Cassidy as a potential ally, the fact that Sammy seems to be close with her and tight with her. The fact that she's been with close with Jesse and Cody too. She still has so many more options, but if she doesn't have that one trusted source in Cassidy that has been with her from day one, we're, we're talking about a whole different ball game. Um, yep. and, and so it was good thing that it, she couldn't have controlled that. So maybe you could make an argument that since you went first, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, but Carla, the continued continuing to show how connected she is throughout this season yep. uh, in this episode. Well, what's interesting too is is not only all those relationships you just listed, it's Cody and Jesse, it's it's Cassidy, it's Sammy, but also now it's a newfound relationship with Noel and Owen. Say, yeah. hey, I worked with you guys. I saved you. I cut my ally for you, Owen. Mm-hmm. I, and you can leverage that. So now it's pretty much everyone except Gabler is in good graces with Carla at this point. Now, the question is, do they all realize that and see her as a threat to take her out? Or, you know, is is it if if we're looking at season 39, is she a Janet or is she a Tommy? Yeah. Right. Is she the number one target? We have to get her out or she's going to win. Or is it everyone's close to this person and no one realizes it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. What well, you know, one of the things that's interesting about that is Survivor has had a hard time showing social players, showing like their skill in the game. I think after 42 seasons, maybe they've started to learn because like the way that you like what we're talking about right now is that we keep seeing people come to Carla to talk with her, to make sure she's in the loop. You could spend that as a saying, like, Carla's not controlling anything. Like, the, the flip side of that is the fact that everyone keeps coming to her to make sure, are you okay with this? Because their relationship with Carla is that important to them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, Ooh. Carla, still front runner for me. Uh, great job tonight. And and she got a challenge win on top of that. Way to Very go. true. And, and one with her hands and wrist yeah. like yeah. way to go Carla. <laughs> very difficult well what's wild too is is <laughs> if it, it seemed like this coco tribe has really run the whole game at this point yeah. they, they're kind of the dominant force of the game and we just saw two of the remaining four coco members go home it is just cassidy and carla left in this yeah. game uh now it is only eight but it, it's fascinating that it this tribe has wheeled down so quickly to just those two and i think looking at the tribe on day one you may not have expected those two to be the two last ones standing um mainly because we didn't hear from either one of them uh, i mean i i thought carla was gonna be last one standing okay come on on. uh well i think we've talked about carla enough this episode at length Uh, obviously we are fans and impressed by what she's doing in this game uh but alice i want to jump to the challenge now right you kind of gave a tease at this right the two challenge split uh the first time like in recent memory that comes to my right they've been doing it the last couple of seasons but in particular in survivor ghost island they did this exact same challenge at this moment with the whole two tribe split what are your thoughts on this two challenge split they're obviously doing it to go ahead and get someone like get more people out in many ways they probably have this installed or planned into the season in case of a medevac earlier in the season what are you, but what are your thoughts overall on how they have handled the two tri- two camps, if you will, tribal councils? Yeah, it's 
you know, we talked about a little a little last week on the episode, uh, but those for those who missed it, it's I think I would hope for uh, a little bit more a creative response to this. Uh, yeah. You mentioned in last week's episode, or I see yesterday's episode, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that it's like, what would happen if Alton went to tribal council? Two people had immunity, but the top two vote getters both go home, yeah. or or something else to mix it up a little bit more. Uh, because the same challenge, the same format, it, it gets a little old. And I, I like it for the chaos of it. And I think it is an equalizer in terms of majority and minority, because now you only need three for a majority. Um, and, and as we saw with that first group, Owen, Sammy, and Noel were all kind of on the bottom. Sammy's a little bit in between. And Carla and James were very much at the top of the alliance. And now we saw those two at the bottom of the tribe because of that split. So it, it does have the opportunity to do that. What I don't like about it is it feels a little too much, um, like too much emphasis on luck at that point of yeah. who are you standing next to? Um, I think survivors, absolutely, there's luck involved, 10% to 25%. But when it comes to like your fate in the game is based on if you draw a red rock or a blue rock at the final 10 challenge, because that could completely destroy it. Um, Because I I think it was the final 10. I think Ryan's on the chopping block. I think Owen's on the chopping block. I don't think James is on the chopping block at that point. So you can look at, at James to say like, he got screwed over because of this twist. Yeah, um, he was not going home except if it was the Swiss, based on what we've seen. Yeah. So I think it's just a little too much emphasis on luck for my taste, and I think I'm ready for an, an adaptation of what this could um, be reimagined to be. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like if James and Carla end up on the same side of the boats together, what with you know Cassidy or Ryan, like none of them are going home, right? They're, they're going to stick the three together. I don't think Carla or James are going to make that kind of move against one another that early uh, in that context. And so it's what's interesting to see. I'm also a little surprised that going into kind of the vote, we saw Jesse and Cody talk about how we're going to base our vote based off of who went home from the previous vote. Now, obviously, that did not end up panning out the way that the edit showed us because they still sent Ryan home. And I, and I have to think that that was because they, they even weighing that option, like Ryan isn't worth keeping around. Um, and as opposed to Cassidy, that, that um, Cassidy going home, we can now continue to work with Carla. Like going like that is an option where Cassidy goes home. Now maybe Carla is, more chaotic in the tribe in terms of she has to fight and I don't want to mess with her right which like goes back to like what I said earlier about Carla's relationships they still want to keep that relationship with her but yeah I am not a fan of this challenge the the split in particular for many of the reasons that you said it kind of creates some chaos I think of Survivor 39 Ghost Island the there was a majority alliance and a minority alliance based off original tribe factions and it ended up being three and two on both sides, yeah. uh, right? That you, it is more likely that that happens. Now, every now and then, like this episode and in season 39, we get a very epic kind of like vote save or where, where the obvious person to go home does not go home. But even then, like some of those are still like minority alliance people are the ones that end up going home, Right. Obviously, the move was made against James, who was in the majority, which that's a big swing. That That is a notch in the belt for this format. But Ryan also still went home. So yeah. like in yep. last in two last season, uh, I believe it was two people that went home that were not not in the alliance. Right. And so, yeah, I think we end up I think what's hard about that is that if you're in the majority alliance, you don't want to shake up your relationships on the other side. So it is better to make the safe vote in yep. that situation. So really it's only in situations where you have a minority that ends up on the majority side of that, you know, tribal split that those upsets, those blind sides happen. But without that, it's kind of like it's status quo. Yeah. Well, and, and even I'm sitting here thinking like, 
you know, my first thought is, well, what would happen if they divided them at tribal where, where it's deliberation altogether. And then they know they're going to be divided, but they don't know how that could be interesting. But oh I even think my gosh. I would love so that. chaotic, but I even think um, this past season, the big brother, I think it was the final 10. They did this exact same twist where they yeah. split the house into five. But what was interesting about that I mean, Big Brother's a very different game. It's a week long, stuff like that, but yeah. uh, between every elimination. But they had a competition, and first place gets first pick, and mm. second place gets second pick, and it's a schoolyard pick of what the two groups of five will be. Yeah, And, and I even think that subtle difference could actually add a lot of uh, just intrigue about yeah. this type of challenge to say, hey, let's see the schoolyard pick. And if it's, you know, Carla and Cody, you know, let's say the two, the two winners, let's say they're the team captains. Like does Carla pick James first uh, to have a a loyal vote with her, with her, or does she pick Owen first knowing she's trying to get him out? Like who do you pick first? And you got to have someone, at least two other people you trust, but someone you're also trying to get out. I think that could be a really interesting, um, just change this challenge as well. Yeah, absolutely. That, that would be cool to see, right? E, or even that, right? Li- talk about a live tribal. All right, everyone split, go and and yeah. watch that unfold. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. Like you said, I don't hate the idea of like really the kind of the split, but maybe in a different way that's not quite as random. Uh, like kind of you suggested, I think would be interesting to see in the future. I totally get why they have to do it this way. Um, they, they need to get people eliminated because days are running short, yeah. especially especially with only 26 days. But uh, which they could change that too, Alex. I do have two other questions about this challenge, and they're they're Dude. really they're they're more what if questions. Okay, for for you personally, uh, as they were doing Perfect. this challenge, and they talked about getting peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which like those are great. Uh, who doesn't want a PB and J? Even if that was just like a not this like you know kind of reward that's not like that's barely a reward in this new era of Survivor, but. I've asked you this before. I want to see if it's changed. I think I know the answer. If there was one food reward that you had to, like Jeff pulled it out and it's like, this is the reward. And you are like, it doesn't matter. I'm going all out. I have to win. What's that food item? Nachos. Nachos. Yeah. Which are are delicious. Any any type of Tex-Mex, honestly, if it's enchiladas, burritos, tacos, you know, whatever that is, tamales, like uh, anything. But if I had my pick, it'd be nachos um, and maybe a little margarita too. That'd be nice. There you go. Yeah, I, I think mine might be mac and cheese. Oh. Yeah, like if they were just like, here's some here's some mac and cheese. I'm like, oh man. Like it might not be- craft mac and cheese or like good mac and cheese? Uh, good craft mac and cheese. Have you had mac- craft deluxe? mac and cheese no it will it will, it will change your life I, I'm, we're not talking about like powder like add the milk and the butter oh man it is so good alex you should okay. try it uh that we are not endorsed by them at all but definitely go. <laughs> not a sponsor yet <laughs> not a sponsor yet <laughs> maybe after this episode though craft mac and cheese um the deluxe brand it, it's so good so okay um but yeah my, my other question is more of a strategy-based question. You are Carla. You have just won yes. immunity. And okay. the reward is up for not only reward, but also the chance to see who goes who, who goes to tribal council first and who gets voted out. Do you keep pushing yourself in the challenge? Or do you say, I'm not wasting my energy on this. I've already done what I need to do. Um, I mean, I think there's two factors that... Um... I think of from Carla's perspective of this. And I think everyone has a different perspective. You know, every player would, would maybe play this a little bit different. If I'm Carla, based on what we've seen of her, again, we've seen a character of Carla. Um, two factors that are going into my mind. One, I am not considered a challenge beast by typical standards. Uh, I'm not an, a professional athlete or, or a very buff person. So, um, I think there's no risk in winning a challenge. Mm. I think if I'm a big challenge piece, if people are perceiving me as a challenge threat, me pushing myself could backfire on me. But if I'm not perceived as a threat, then I think it's fine. Uh, the other piece, though, that that maybe is a little bit more nuanced this season would be her injury as well. And I think that would take precedent for me of 
hey, I want to win, not only to get peanut butter, that's a really good source of protein um, to keep me going. It's going to keep me full and it's going to, the strategy is going to be a little bit easier to see who goes out. And and yeah. I can know a little bit, that's, that's a huge advantage. But if I know me pushing myself, this challenge means I won't be able to be competitive the next two challenges or three challenges, maybe even the rest of the game, then it's not worth it at that point. So yeah. I, I don't know what I would do. Uh, I think it would depend on how much pain I'm in. And I think that'd be my consideration. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's hard, right? It definitely depends on the situation that you're in. I think all things are equal. If I'm Carla, I peace out. I'm not like, it's not worth wasting. Sure. The peanut butter jelly are great, but like, it's not worth either injuring myself even more or pushing myself. Maybe I like, you know, give it the good old, like, effort like the the soccer player flopping on an injury uh like good old try but i'm not actually going to try to win this thing i'm not surprised at all by that (laughs) at all just you know just grunting like and like falling over like caleb Caleb lying you know (laughs) where he doesn't have to that's that's uh that's really just your your motto. Listen, I I mean, listen that that would be fun. I, I I we've already talked about. I would never fake having a child on Survivor, but if I did, I have a plan. Um, so in, in uh, context, context, there's a player in Australian Survivor <laughs> named Dirty Harry who lied about having a child to try to gain sympathy. I like to call Caleb Dirty Caleb because I said he would do the same thing. <laughs> on record, uh, he said no, I wouldn't. But if I did, and then he went on about a two minute monologue about. Here's the exact way I would lie about having a fake child. Listen, just you have to have options. You have to have options. That's all I gotta say. So, Alex, let's dive in just very briefly to each of these uh, two camps. I'm gonna call it the first tribe that first camp that went to tribal as camp one, uh, which was made up of James, Owen, Sammy, Carla, and Noel. So we've already talked about like the decision for Carla to you know, make this, um, choice. Uh, but what do you think about everything else that happened? Right. We saw the <laughs> Owen versus James feud culminate into a fiery storm off by Owen, which honestly, like I, I get what James was saying. Yeah. Uh, how like Owen's not in the state of mind to like hear you, James, like yeah. anything you say is, is not going to help, but James totally had a point in terms of like, what is worse lying like telling you who to vote and but and not being the person or voting for you that's a fair argument not the right time to say it though not yeah at all. yeah and, and, and it just is a classic like they're just missing each other right yeah. like they're they're not they're not gonna hear each other yeah. in, in that situation <laughs> you know both have valid points both are you know under stress tired anxious like all, all these things uh right. so it's just it's not a good um environment for healthy communication (laughs) yeah survivor in general is not a good environment for healthy communication we have learned this exactly to owen's credit too like he has a point as well yeah james like owen wasn't asking necessarily who to vote for like he wasn't being asked tell me what to do he was asking who are the votes going on and like like don't mince words with him you know what he's asking yeah like don't don't play the whole wall i told you what to do so like and you did that great job like that's not the point yes uh, <laughs> yeah and, and i think if i heard that i would be pretty frustrated as well uh <laughs> if i'm owen but yeah i i think that feud was um I, i'm glad that one of them went home because yeah. <laughs> i think that's good for the others game. <laughs> you know like whether it was jesse or not jesse uh um owen or james. or james went home it is it's not good to have a rival out there. Um, and, and we see that, that theme kind of brewing, even survivor, the, the official Instagram page posted that scene from the beginning uh, where Owen's frustrated and, you know, he's saying he's not the Godfather and all this stuff. And the, it, the something, the caption was like, um, Owen and James have a brewing rivalry with like the eyeball emoji or something like that. So that tipped me off of like, Oh, something's going down tonight. Yeah. Um and so I'm glad it ended for the two of them. Uh, I didn't want that cont- to continue on. So I, I think that that was played well. Um, again, I think Noel played her advantage really well in a really fun way. Yep. Uh, it, it wasn't a standard way to play it. Uh, she was, again, we talk a lot about 
on this podcast, maximizing advantages. I think she was able to maximize that advantage really well. So uh, that was great. Uh, Sammy, you already mentioned, I think he played it great as well, uh, trying to play the two sides. And uh, a highlight of the episode was Noelle's face uh, when Owen and James uh, started going at it in front of everyone. And she was just trying to eat her papaya. You know, <laughs> well, and Carla too was like sitting there, like eyeballs going back and forth. Like <laughs> that was if I'm on the island, I'm like, oh my god! Like especially you know James and Owen coming back from the well fighting, you're like, what just happened? Like where yeah. where did I go? What I've been here the whole time? Yeah, what <laughs> I can't imagine sitting in there. Uh, and then and then Noel's comment at the tribal, like I I've had enough of the uh, testosterone. Like just yep. like we're, we're done. <laughs> Which I, I feel like that could just be the theme of the season, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's also true too. Right? Like, I'll, I'll... Put that on a t-shirt. Sell it on CBS.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, Noel, I thought really had a good episode. I the whole time, right? We got they got back from the challenge. And Noel was sitting with that four, leading the charge of it's Owen, obviously. I'm sitting there thinking, Noel, like, how does this make sense for you? Don't do not help that you are on the minority. And if you don't realize that, then you are doing even worse in this game than I thought that you were doing. But the joke's on me, Alex, because Noel knew exactly what she was doing. Setting up that blind side of James was perfect. Could have been potentially tricky with the whole uh, Sammy situation with Carla, but despite that, right, in some ways, kind of, it gives Sammy and Owen a uh, way to be, like, confidence in making that move, right? He is, uh, James is not going to play an idol because he thinks that Noel was with him. Great, great moment. Uh, I loved that play. So yeah, uh, let's move on. My last, my last question. Besides Carla, we've already talked about her. Did Sammy and Noel make the right call for their games in this situation? I think so. Uh, I think anytime you can break up a, a, a tight pair, that's a good thing. And uh, we've seen both of them be very tight with Owen as well. So I think losing Owen, despite maybe gaining favor with Carla and James. I don't think that's game-changing favor if you vote him out with those two. Yep. So let's stick with the person that has been loyal to you and you've been working with throughout either the merge with Noel, but we also saw pre-merge the two of them working together actually with James on Escapade Island. So we had that connection uh, with Noel and Owen. Sammy and Owen have been very tight uh, throughout the season. So I they protected their boy, and, and I think that's a good call. And they protected the higher ed professional which we stand let's go owen uh so as a reminder for people out there if you haven't been alex and i both work at colleges and universities and so does owen which is why he is a speaking llama favorite uh this season but moving on to camp number two alex we have uh ryan cody jesse cassidy and the alligator who i will always be calling from henceforth what are your thoughts on this, right? We, it was kind of standard, like nothing like crazy happened in terms of someone playing an advantage like Noel. I think like the highlight, the vote for me hinges on Cody and Jesse's decision. What do you think about their call, their their play here in this uh, episode? Yeah, I I actually love it. And and again, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Cassidy. So obviously I'm going to enjoy this vote out, but what I think it does is it's almost the opposite of the first tribe where they made a huge move against uh, someone who was very insulated in an alliance to the person who's really had no alliance since Geo went home. Yeah. Um, and, and if I'm Jesse and Cody, I can now wash my hands clean. Hey, I, I got the little hanging fruit. Like he was going home anyway. I didn't make anyone mad. I kept everyone safe, you know, and now I can come back to the group knowing, hey, I'm a good guy. Like I, I did what I thought we were going to do. I, I didn't throw any wrenches in the plan. I didn't make any enemies. I didn't cut anyone's number one ally. And now I don't have to answer to anybody, you know? And I think they mentioned that too. If they, if they cut Cassidy, like having to come back to Carla and explain that, and they didn't really want to do that. So you don't have to come back and apologize or explain anything. You can just accuse the other tribe (laughs) or you know leverage that uh to put them in a worse position if they make a big move like they did so 
I, I love the move they did. I think given given the um, the breakdown of the five people there, uh, it was interesting to see. It was kind of three solo people and then Jesse and Cody uh, together. Yeah. So um, it, I think that tribe was an interesting tribe. Um, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I, I love the call. I love the like consideration of what is going to happen with the relationships on the other side. Like thinking through Carla's our main alliance over there. How is she going to feel about either or again, like this, right? Really what happened tells me that she is closer with Cassidy than James the entire season that, that we need to keep Cassidy. Like even if James stays, if we take out Cassidy, now she's going to be with James and and take us out or make a move against us with James. And, and, and James might be upset too. So like, it's going to create more enemies. The decision is no matter who goes home, it is going to be Ryan. What I think is most interesting about this is the fact that Gabler, the alligator, was not an option in this vote, right? Like you talked about low-hanging fruit he's the low hanging fruit, right? Like that, like that, that could have been an easy. Absolutely. Right? We, they talked about how Ryan not being a strategic threat, but a physical threat. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. I don't know how people feel about Gabler. Like yeah. if inconsequentially they feel the same way as Ryan, like he's not a strategic threat for me. Gabler seems like the easier, the better choice because Ryan's always going to be a loyal vote in my pocket. Um, so I, I want to know more about where Gabler stands with the rest of the tribe. Me too. And and what I was thinking here is, is, is he actually connected and that more loyal vote votes than, than Ryan is, or, you know, is he playing a really great under the radar game or is he a goat that they they're, they've already deemed great. He's one of the final three. We've seen that in seasons before where we're hitting this point in the season. They go, I want to bring this person. Um, the, the GOAT army, if you will. Right. Which, which, what's interesting about that is like, why choose Gabler over Ryan? Right. right? Like, like so, so or why choose Ryan over Gabler? Which maybe the argument is that it's more likely that Gabler will end up being loyal to us versus Ryan being loyal to a Carla or, or James kind of contention. So I, I could see potentially that argument, but... I'm intrigued to see how Gabler continues to go and maybe his like, you know, uh, merge feast, not merge feast, feast, uh, like expose of telling everyone everything has ended up working in his favor and and the strategy that he wanted it to, he has executed it. And not only did it work, but like it has taken potentially hold. Now we could be reading too much into that, but uh, I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Okay, Alex, uh, the last comment that I just have in general, you mentioned it earlier. I'm excited to see how the final eight shapes up. The game seems to be wide open at this point. We have a couple different contingencies of Jesse and Cody, Carla, Cassidy, Owens in there with, with a Sammy potentially kind of, and Sammy's with, with Carla. I think the final eight vote will be the most, maybe the most important vote of the season outside of that first kind of merge vote. So I'm excited to see how it shapes up, but let's head into our outwit outplay and outlast players or moments of the week where we assign either a player players or a moment to each of the core tenets of survivor. We're going to start off with outwit, which is the social strategy involved in survivor. Who are your outwit players or moment of the week? It's just a player. Uh, and we, and we mentioned earlier, it's Sammy. Uh, for working with Carla and and somehow convincing Carla to vote out James. Yeah. Now, was that 100% him? Probably not. There's other factors going there. Carla made her own decision. She's an independent woman. She can do what she wants. Yeah, she but, is. Um, the, the, the what we saw the scene of Sammy really, who has been really tight with Owen, not only trying to sell. Yeah, we're taking out Owen, but then turn around to try to sell. Hey, are you willing to cut one of your closest allies? That's a bold move uh, to look someone in the face and say that and to get them to do it. Yep. So uh, I I love the move and uh, yeah, hats off to Sammy. Yeah, that is an awesome move. That's a great um, award recipient uh, for this category. Mine is the moment of the two players of Jesse and Cody sitting down and saying, how 
does this decision affect our alliances on the other side, right? That was a great next level survivor play. It wasn't just about, hey, I'm thinking about this move. I'm sa- I know I'm safe. I'm thinking two to three moves ahead, right? Cody had the confessional of, this is really kind of like setting up our final six, final five, final four. Like you are trying to line up the numbers in your advantage. And so seeing them think through that was really cool uh, and just a really great moment in terms of social relationships and the importance of them in Survivor. So Alex, now we have outplay, which are the uh, physical challenges or advantages and how you use those strategically in the game of Survivor. Who is your outplay players or moment of the week? Yep. Um, Again, we talked about it early because it was a big moment of the season or big moment of the episode it's you know what of of the season like i mean it's yeah it's the the biggest (laughs) advantage we've seen played so far this season yes and and not only just the seal vote that's successful which they aren't always successful in history of survivor they are not but for it to be successful and um kind of a, a a bluff there to ensure that james didn't have an idol or advantage or didn't uh play one for himself knowing he has uh the knowledge power advantage so i thought that was thinking really far ahead and uh was was beautifully executed from the entire team uh to make it happen so um but it was noelle's advantage it seemed like she was the driving force behind that um strategy and so i i'm giving it to noelle yeah she she gets it as well for me a great kind of play in general especially in a season where most people know where all the advantages are and the knowledge of is power advantage is at play. Go ahead and get that thing out of your pocket. It's not an idol, so it doesn't have the full weight and power of an idol, but it does help you make a significant move in this game. And this is the moment to do that. It, it has its most effect in a smaller tribe. So great play to do that on um, and great execution to get your target out yeah well and one other thing too it built trust with carla yeah because there's a world where she's like all right i'm taking james's vote or i'm taking carla's vote for a safer option yeah but it was a more risky option to take the vote you know is already going towards james to then vote for james again what that does is says hey carla i trust you yeah yeah Um, for sure and so i i like the implications of that yeah, forward. High, big risk in there because like all all it took was Sammy to go. Ah, I'm I'm not cool with this. Like, yeah, I'm gonna take her out. So, yeah. may we even say that it is uh, equal to uh, no, uh, no, an idol just, play of party. Just, no, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Okay, last but not least, our outlast player of the week. Which, as we kind of always say, the reason doesn't matter here. Uh, whatever you want it, but ideally, it's that person who most helped their game going forward in this episode. Yeah. It's Cassidy uh, for me. It was so fun to watch uh, her this episode. I think she's in a good spot. I'm glad she made it through today. uh, This episode also just the, the content she was getting right. Um, Love the personal content she got Um, really appreciate her story and, and happy, um, we got to see that side of her grateful for that and her vulnerability there. Uh, but also kind of, she's the queen of one-liners and, <laughs> you know, voting Gio out with like, I, I forget the exact line, but something about, I don't even, I can't do that off the top of my head. It's, it's 10, 15 PM and I'm supposed to bed two hours ago. So I, I can't remember, but even tonight saying, Hey, yeah, everyone goes after me. I vote them out. I, that is a very, it's a Sandra Diaz twine sitting in the jungle going i don't know about that (laughs) this is alex stop just so for all those reasons cassidy is my uh outlast player of the week (laughs) she's she's taking it home man listen man that's fine just quit quit like equating every moment (laughs) in, in, in this season to some of the greatest survivor moments in it's the a history bit now of it's a bit i have to now <laughs> listen i'm the one that told you first i was like i love the line of cassidy of like everyone who goes home like goes home and but i would not equate it to i don't know about that like that's okay so i i agree with you i said it last week i thought cassidy based on the edit that she was getting is it like stacking up more reasons as to why I think she's getting even farther and maybe has a shot to win this game is getting that under the 
under the radar edit. Uh, and this just stacks that more, especially with some of the content, which like love seeing uh, players vulnerable on Survivor. As you know, Alex, that uh, I lost my dad uh, to brain cancer, but losing anyone that you're close to is always tough and hard. And so, uh, and I, you know, my dad and I really love Survivor. And so I always love those moments where I get to connect with a player, which is like, you know, I some people have lamented the like, continuous like emotional content or like people are wanting the villain of the season but like the reason they keep showing these moments in seasons is because it gives people like me people like everyone else like moments to connect with a survivor player uh that makes it feel special and personal and so loved seeing that from her uh this week and like kind of like we got to saw owen last week right seeing some people highlighted that we hadn't seen all season long uh honestly my outlast like it is tough for me to choose this time just in terms of like how i think they're who helped their game the most um i i told you i, I would give you a um I, I would keep picking carla until she gave me a reason not to pick her but i think i'm just gonna she didn't really give me a reason not to pick her this week but I think I'm just going to highlight Noel because I, I yeah. am impressed by her game in terms of someone who helped themselves the most this week to further their game. I do think it was Noel because she got a target off of her back in terms of a having an advantage in her pocket. She potentially built relationships. I'm saying all this now and she might go home next week. I definitely think she is still in danger. But if you would have asked me last week, I would have said, Noel has no shot at winning this game. In yeah. fact, last week, Alex, in our, in, our, in our episode yesterday that we did, I originally asked you to pick a contender, pick a, a backup and pick a, a dark horse. Originally, no one did, picked Noel. Yeah. And, and when I did that originally, I picked like eight people and the two people that weren't there were like Noel and Gabler. Right. So Noel wasn't even on my radar. She very much impressed me with her gameplay tonight uh, and helped her standing in the game. We'll see how long she is for for this game, but I definitely think she helped herself the most tonight with that move. And so shout out to Noel. Agreed. Well, yep. Yeah. Alex, we, we are we've got eight more people left, right? We've only got what four more episodes at most. Yeah. Like final final eight seven six well, maybe three more episodes maybe right three. like so we're, we're getting down to the wire it should be a quick into the season we've loved getting to um follow it along with you all who listen to us uh, weekly thank you for listening uh be sure to check out our instagram at speaking llama uh, and follow us on apple podcast and spotify like subscribe leave a comment and review we really appreciate it and until next time We'll speak llama to you later.